Hello, this is Pastor Tim Sims, quarantined for your protection. Welcome to the St. John Chester podcast, coming to you with the good news of Jesus on this week of the epiphany of our Lord. This week, we've considered the revelation that comes in the story of the epiphany. We considered the where of the story. Where did the Magi come from? Where did they find Jesus eventually? In part two, we considered the who. We contrasted the two kings in this story, King Herod and the King Jesus. Boy, what a difference. In this third and final Epiphany podcast, let's consider the what of this story. Namely, what were the gifts that the Magi brought to Jesus? You know, I've sometimes heard people express criticism for teachers and preachers who assign more significance to the gifts that the Magi bring than is actually there in the Bible story. Honestly, I used to be one of those people. Yet at some point in my continued study of this story over the years, I came to ask this question. Why would the Holy Spirit inspire Matthew to include a detailed listing of the gifts if those items didn't hold any significance? I believe the listing of the gifts was included for a purpose. Their inclusion in the story is part of the epiphany or revelation regarding who this Jesus is and what he would go on to do. So today, for this third and final podcast on the epiphany of our Lord, let's consider the gifts that were given to Jesus. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold. Well, of course it's fitting for a king because of its beauty and its value. But there's even more to it than that. Gold's considered to have purifying qualities. In the temple in the Old Testament, the table where the bread of the presence was eaten by the priest was covered in gold. Gold is, of course, valuable in and of itself, yet in this way, the beauty, the brilliance, and the purity of gold was associated with the very presence of God. Certainly true when the Magi offered this gift to God in the flesh, the baby Jesus. The gold serves to remind us that this Jesus is the one and only King of all kings, whose purity shines brilliantly now and even into eternity as he reigns forever. Then there's frankincense, a gift fitting really only for a priest. As mentioned in the first podcast, frankincense is a rare incense that comes from the resin of a tree that only grows on the tip of the Arabian Peninsula. This type of incense was used by God's appointed priest for prayer in the tabernacle and temple as instructed by God. It seems to have had multiple functions. It had antiseptic and purifying qualities. I know it may seem strange to think of a smoke as doing such a thing, but some smoke actually does, and it seems as though that's true for frankincense. It also represented the presence of God. If you think back to some Old Testament stories and also to the story of the Transfiguration, God often showed mercy by being present with his people, but because of his holiness, covered his presence in a cloud or smoke. Well, this smoke of the frankincense when it was burned represented the very presence of God. Its use also involved all the human senses 
in prayer. If you think about it, when prayers are said, the prayers are heard. Silent prayer was almost unheard of in Old Testament times. It usually involved chanting or speaking prayers while looking up to God. So the prayers were heard through the ears. There was also a visual aspect to this frankincense. The ribbon of frankincense smoke ascends from the altar to the ceiling. This served as a visual reminder that our prayers ascend to God in heaven and are heard by Him. Frankincense also has a very sweet smell. Now this reminds us of the sweetness of God's love and mercy and also symbolizes that when we pray, it is pleasing to God like a sweet and pleasant aroma going into his nostrils. It is for all these reasons that many Christian churches, including some Lutheran churches, still use incense as part of worship to this very day. It's not something we've done at St. John and Chester, but it certainly could be done. Maybe someday we'll give it a try. The frankincense reveals who Jesus is as the ultimate high priest. He is our mediator with the Heavenly Father. He intercedes on our behalf, forgiving our sins and presenting us righteous before our Father in heaven. As the ultimate high priest, Jesus will go on to offer and be the ultimate sacrifice to God. That brings us to the third gift, myrrh. This is kind of a strange gift to give a baby king. Myrrh was a rare and expensive balm used for preparing a body for burial. Before the time of embalming, it was common for wealthy people anyway, to use this in preparing a body before it was buried. Venture a guess that when Jesus received this gift, he most likely became the only resident of the peasant towns of Bethlehem and Nazareth to actually possess it. Common peasant folks simply could not have afforded it. It may seem like a strange gift for this child and king, Yet this gift holds great significance. It reveals the purpose for which this Jesus has been born. He has come to die as atonement for the sins of the whole world. John 3.16, right? And it's actually in John's Gospel that we see Jesus' body is prepared with myrrh and other spices. The same myrrh given here? Well, almost certainly not. Actually, John makes note that the myrrh used for Jesus when he was buried, was donated by Nicodemus. But the significance is not lost. The revelation is clear here. It's another foreshadowing. This child Jesus has been born to die, not because he's a sinner, but as the fulfillment of the prophecy of the Savior for sinners. He will establish his eternal kingdom of mercy, grace, life, and salvation by dying for sinners like you and me. You know, like the Magi themselves, with all this revealing going on, we too can rejoice exceedingly with great joy. We have a Savior from sin and death in this prophet, priest, and King, Jesus Christ. All this God has revealed to you in this tiny little story of the Epiphany. This revelation, this peace, which surpasses all understanding, Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus this week of the Epiphany and always. The Lord be with you.